Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You currently locked in to season three of the Porch Podcast. It's your boy, B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo, and you know when I'm pulling up to the porch. I can't pull up without my dog. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big Smitty, a.k.a. D-Nice. And you heard my boy, Bolo, just said, this is the porch. Welcome. Started on the porch, that was where it all began. Had to put in work, every day we got it in. We chased all our dreams, and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy, we achieving everything we need. Now we undefeated. Yes, sir. We back, baby. We back again. You know, we back like good crack. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's an old school saying right there. How you doing, brother, man? You looking good today, man. How you feeling? Yeah, I'm good. Blessed. Highly favored, bro. Can't complain, man. Just uh, another day on God's green earth. You know, y'all already know how we come in. We coming up on the porch. I'm always giving giving the man, the man above just the most love. So I'm good, bro. How, how, how you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, grinding as usual. Back in the studio, man. Working yeah. on a new show for Fox. We're about to launch next week. So uh, just been, uh, you know, just grinding. You know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the best way to describe how I've been. But I'm good. I'm healthy. I'm blessed. And excited to be back here on the porch with my brother. We got a great show for y'all today, man. We're going to dive into some sports, some football. Football season is here. You've been talking here, about baby. it all year, Bolo. It's finally here. Hey, look. Hey, look. Mamas. Daddies, it's time to put the cocoa melon up, the Gracie's corner, okay? All of the, you know, the, the kids stuff. Turn on some football, y'all. It's time. All right, it's time for us to take over our TVs. All right? Cuz it's going to be Thursday football, Friday football, Saturday football, Sunday football, and Monday football. Come oh on now. Gosh, y'all, we're going to have 5 days of football at least till we get to November. And then when November get here, we're going to have a, some matching on the Tuesday. Right, some matching on Tuesday. Matching on Wednesday. Ohio NFL on Saturday. It's just, y'all, it's a beautiful time, y'all. I keep telling y'all the fall has turned into be turned into be one of my favorite seasons just for this reason. The nice weather. You throw the Tims on. They got the flannels out. You know, you got you some pumpkin spice. You know, you watching football at night in the day. I mean, it don't get, no, it don't get too much better than that, bro. Bro, I might not leave my house, leave my couch oh. this entire weekend. We got college football this weekend, then we got NFL the next, bro. Think about this. Every single weekend from now until, like, mid-February, we're going to have football. Love it. Woo! And they say God ain't, God ain't good. God ain't good. God is good all the time. And all the time what? God is good. Come on now, man. Stop playing, man. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey, yeah. before we get into the show, though, okay, yeah. we have... We we left y'all on a cliffhanger and we and we gotta just seal this conversation up, okay? And, oh, and it's gonna take five seconds on my end, okay? There never should have been a conversation about indie chicken and Chicago chicken because we all know Chicago chicken is better than indie chicken. And for the people that was trying to go crazy on me in the comments, let me let y'all know. I've had the the, the angel wings, okay, from Chatham Tap. All right, I've had the Hermanaki wings from El Emporium. Talk to okay. me though. Hold on. Don't just no, say no, that. Don't just say they're that. Really good. They're really good chicken wings. They're really good chicken wings. But a city like Indianapolis cannot compete with Chicago. And I ain't even tell y'all about the jerk chicken that we coming with. I ain't even tell y'all about some of the pubs we got in Wrigleyville. They coming with the chicken. I'm just trying to let y'all know. But I'm going to just seal and wrap this conversation up to let y'all know Chicago has the best chicken. Okay. Man, listen. Now, I, I, listen I had to I pull my... <laughs> Indie chicken. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna. I'm not hating on indie chicken and say they not. It's not good. 
I just know people in Chicago make better chicken. And that's just, that's fair. That's my opinion. Bro, I see you wearing a cap today. And I guess, I guess that's, that's why you're capping right now on the podcast, man. I had to pull my phone out yeah. while you was talking and go to these comments. Cause I had a lot of people from, from my city, man. Yeah. Showing support. NDB going nuts. Hey, shout okay. to Papa Bear's Chicken, man, because they reposted our video. Hey, and they was they, go, it was at your neck, they, Bolo. They I ain't going to lie. Neck. That was at my neck. They might as well go ahead and send me a six-piece, all right, to let me know what's up. And then I can change my mind. But until then, I ain't changed my mind. Because I've had every piece of chicken in, in Indy up until this point, but I ain't had their chicken. So whenever I get some chicken until then, you know, I'm always say, you know, Bro. from the chicken that I've tasted, Chicago has a better chicken. Bro, where, but where you messed up as when you said all our chicken tastes the same? People did now, not like now, that. Now, 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 huh? let me do this before before we before we move on. Okay, I was saying the the normal chains though. Like everybody got the you know the chicken spots around the way. You know what I mean? Even in Chicago, it's a lot of different chicken spots around the way. But like a Harold's is like you had Harold's chicken, bro, in L.A. the other day. Yeah, you know I mean, you got a Harold's in, in in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So that's like a common place that. Everybody essentially get chicken from just like Jordan's and Fisher's is. So I can only go off of, you know, the the commonality of the area of, you know, where people originally are getting the chicken from. I don't care who make it, the highest being made. That's that representation. You feel me what I'm saying? Well, it sounds like you got some work ahead. Of you. you need to eat at some more spots because a lot of people in the chat. I Listen, I haven't been home in a minute, so I haven't had Papa Bear's, Papa Bear's chicken yet. Either, so. But shout out to B. Swift, man, the voice of any Indianapolis, man. He, 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 he said, <laughs> B. Swift said Papa Bear's is fire too, bro. Come on now. He ain't, B. Swift ain't going to lie. He ain't going to lie to us. He not, he not, but he he is nap or die, though. He is nap or die. So, I don't know. Listen. And that. This is my biggest point. I'm going to drop the mic. Your wife. Your wife said Hells is overrated in the comments. Shout out to Kayla. But mic drop. But, but she's an Indianapolis native too. So she going to say the same thing. And look, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Hells is the greatest chicken on the planet. I'm not saying that because there have been times where I've had had bad batches. Okay. <laughs> Everybody has had bad batches of chicken. Yeah. Even from favorite chicken spot. Okay. But at the end of the day. When I'm thinking about the best chicken that I've had, it has came from Chicago. I've had El Emporium. I've had Chatham Tap. I've had uh, Chef Tia. I've had all of those pieces of chicken. I've tasted them all. But my judgment is still going back with what I believe. So y'all can argue with me till y'all blue in the face. I mean, my thought is my thought. But shout out to Indie Chicken, though, because I still be fucking y'all chicken up, though. I still be <laughs> slamming y'all chicken, though. I ain't going to lie. And say I'll be eating that chicken. I just had some Jordans the other day. I ain't gonna was say. It, I was it good? Would you clean the bone? It was fired, fired. But it ain't better than you know. what I mean, what I was, what I used to be getting though. But it's fired though. And I'm still gonna support and, and pay my bread to places. You know what I mean? So any chicken spot in Indy, you know what I'm saying? If if, if y'all want to drop y'all tags, we'll pull up. We'll pull up and we'll show y'all love on the porch. I ain't bashing no chicken spot. You know what I'm saying? I'm just letting y'all know what I think tastes better. But hey. I can't I can't put my thought and opinion on it though if I ain't tasted yet. So I'm I'm down for whatever. But I've had quite a few pieces of chicken out there in Indianapolis. So I've made my rounds just a little bit. Hook but my boy up with a free six piece. Any local chicken spots in Indy who want to prove you got the best chicken, hook my boy Bolo with a free six piece and a biscuit. Go ahead, hit the DMs, man. We'll make a way to go over there. But let's transition, man, to our topic of the day, man. Enough chicken talk. Before we get to our sports topic, we want to talk on a more a more serious note here. So there's been a lot of talk about these these yeah man, there's been a lot of talk about these RICO cases and how uh, you know police officers and the government is starting to use rap lyrics to build their cases. There's a lot of different opinions online on if this is right, if this is wrong. So Bolo, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you first, man. What is what are your thoughts? Do you think rap lyrics should be used to build up cases? Uh, it's, I say, I say no. Um, only reason why I say no is because rap is an art, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, there are situations where people are, you know, being overly dramatic or using an expression to get a point across. Um, and it sells, it sells, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you got these kids growing up and they listening to this music, you know, obviously sometimes they overindulge in the music and they sometimes live through the music, which isn't the greatest thing. But, you know, a lot of these people who are, who are rappers, you know, they they ain't nothing but actors who can, you know, obviously put put rhymes together because, 
you know, from the videos that you see with all the fast, the fancy clothes and the cars and the cash and stuff. Some of that shit is just a facade. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people not really living like that. A lot of people just are, you know, showing that image and that's the way they get paid. And that's the way, you know, they want to be portrayed, you know? So I don't think somebody should be necessarily, you know, attacked for, you know, using that specific way to make money. That's just my thought, you know? Nah, that's a good point. That's a good point, man. So for me, it's kind of, it's kind of two sides. So on one side, I say, no, they, they should not be allowed to build a new case yes. based upon rap lyrics because of everything you just said. A lot of rap in, in music is fake. It's phony. They're storytelling. Uh, they're talking about stuff that they've heard or maybe seen in their neighborhood, but it doesn't mean they themselves were actually involved. Right. But I will say this. I was thinking about this all day long. And if if the officers already have a case on someone based upon real life evidence yeah and then that song backs up the evidence that they already have right and i do think they should be allowed to use that and yeah. I, I just think it's like man like if i have actual facts that that you're doing x y and z and then you're dumb enough to go on the mic and, and say you're doing x y z right well now yeah i'm gonna use that in the case to arrest your ass so, like, again, I, mo I'm i like, for the most part, I'm, I'm with you, Bolo, where, like, listen, it's art. A lot of it's fake. Right. Um, and and it's, it's a dangerous thing to start saying, oh, okay, you're rapping about this, so it must be real. Let's arrest you. Because you, think about actors in a movie. <laughs> like, I know that seems like it's different, but these people are, are acting as, as killers, as uh, exactly. robbers, whatever. You, you can't arrest an actor for acting like those, those criminals. So the same thing when it comes to music, you can't do that. But again, if you have real life, real world facts and, and evidence of uh, um, allowing you to build a case on this rapper and the music is just kind of supporting that, I, I do understand yeah. why that should be used. And I and I, and I agree. Um, I didn't I didn't want to go with the double sided way. Um, you know, I just I just I just think, you know, people shouldn't be, you know, prosecuted for what they say. Um, right. you know, specifically, but I do think a lot of people do get themselves in trouble, especially seeing that, like, like you said, if, if Billy went down the street and, you know, hopped out a, a minivan and, and shot Joe in the back, don't, you know, throw that on the beat and say, you know, Joe just jumped out. Billy just jumped out the, out the ride and shot Joe in the back. And, you know, that's that, like, that's like, okay, like that actually just happened. And then you're going <laughs> to rap about it. Like that don't make sense. Then you, you ought to get caught up because right. you didn't try snitching at this point. You know what I'm saying? On yourself. Right. And then it was funny because uh, I was listening to The Breakfast Club this morning and they were asking call-ins about it. And a guy came in. And he made a lot of sense. He like, you know, a lot of people, they just indict themselves. You know, when they say you have the right to remain silent, silence, like anything you say or do can be used against you in the court of law. Like, even though, you know, we have free speech, whatever you say could be used against you in the court of law. So you need to take that as, as law and be able to maneuver differently. But now I will say... You know, talk, you know, hearing like the Minister Farrakhan and, you know, hearing like Charlemagne say, hey, like these rappers just need to change up what they what they say and, and how they say it. But I'm like, that's what sells. Like, how can a rapper pivot and jump into a different area and still be successful if what they're doing now is is what's actually selling records? Like, that's what's attracting this generation, unfortunately. But it's it's, it's a it's a way to to make money. Like, how do they pivot from that? I, mean, I think if you if you're a real artist, uh, you're real creative, you have to. You have to know how to pivot. I think I think yeah. there's no way if you're a true artist, or a true creator, there's no way that there's only one lane for you or this is the only thing that I can do. No, nah, there has to be a way for you to rap, rap in a different way, rap about different content or rap about the same content, but but do it in a, in a way to where it's not. Take the edge it's, off. Yeah, take the edge off or just so it's not literally specific to, to what you're doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can storytell about, you know, uh, old news stories or just or just a more of a more of a general conversation generalization yeah exactly it doesn't have to be so specific kind of like the example you said billy saw joe how about the car then the shot him like what like let's you're literally just telling on yourself it don't even make sense yeah like and it's a lot of cap and rap too so you know that kind of probably give people excuses to you know, not be overly aggressive in the music because it's funny bro because it's older it's older 
and older I get, I really can only listen to rap for so long, bro. Like, mm. I, as much as I love, like, rap, like, I can only, like, tolerate it for so long until I'm like, okay, I need to change up the vibe a little bit because some of this some of this music literally be hypnotizing. you be like, damn, I'm trying to, you know, go to a party, turn up, or I'm about to pop up out the car, try to make you, make you want to fight, make you want to just do a whole bunch of crazy stuff and all that rah-rah. I'd be like, okay, I'm cool, y'all. I'm going to just throw some R&B on now because I need to slow it down right now, for real. It's a lot going on. I feel you. I feel you, man. Yeah. But y'all, y'all let us know, man. I mean, it's obviously, it's a very interesting topic, and people are, are literally getting locked up for this. So you got to let us know in the comments, man, what y'all think. Should rap lyrics be used to build cases? But moving forward, though, man, we got to jump into sports. We told y'all at the beginning, Here. it's football season. This is officially week one of the college football season. So there's no better way to start off this topic than to ask this. What is your preseason pick for national champion this year? But let me go first. I'm going with Bama. I'm going with Alabama. And I know people say, oh, that's cliche, it's cliche. I don't care. It's hard to, Bama is like the New England Patriots of old. It's hard to bet against them, number one, because they're so great. You got the greatest college football coach of all time in Nick Saban. They're always top five. Every single year and in the recruitment class, top five, top ten at worst. And they just went to that national championship last year and took an L to Georgia. So, you know, they're coming back hungry. They don't like to lose. So I just felt like Obama's going to come back hungry. They got the reigning Heisman Trophy winner and Bryce Young at QB. And I mean, he can only get better. He's a young guy. So I, I got to go with Bama, man. But I want to – I got to finish what you're going to say, Bolo, but I want to hear it. Hey, I'm going with O-State, man. Of course. I'm going with O-State. Uh, here's why. Not only because I'm biased because, you know, we got fam on the team. But, I, I mean, I've been an O-State fan. And they just they, – they, they, I mean, they got guys, man. Like, they got guys who I think can compete in the SEC against those teams in the SEC this year. You know what I mean? Strong offensive line. The skill guys are coming back. You know, only thing that that may pose as a potential red flag is the secondary. Okay, mm. that's probably the only thing. But from the running game, from the quarterback who is going to be a potential first round pick, and also um, maybe projected a, a first round pick, and also a Heisman winner, mm-hmm. um, C.J. Stroud. Uh, you know, I think though that offensive attack is, is going to put points on the board. Um, and I just think you know Ryan Day has done a great job with just assembling this strong crew because I think I counted. They got probably about 12 to 17 players who can potentially get drafted, 12 of which could possibly go in the first round. For That's Ohio crazy. State, you know what That's I'm saying? Crazy. And then I think three or four can potentially go top 10. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just think, you know, with the skills, uh, we're looking at the roster for roster. Their roster probably can compete against any other roster uh, when it comes to, you know, playing – you know, those SEC teams essentially, because that's what it's about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll obviously O State will have the, the Michigans to play. They'll have like the Michigan States and they'll have, you know, those those sleeper games where they really got to come out because teams are throwing everything at them. But most of all, when you go to those playoffs, though, you know, it's about playing those SEC teams and, and getting down and, and being able to coach. You know what I'm saying? Like being able to make the right plays because the talent is, the talent is going to be there, you know, Um I think we'll I think we'll be able to get it done, man. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see some O State Bama action, just like um Ooh, man. Day when my boy Cardell ran all over at Bama uh back in what 2014, 15, I, I believe. Around there, yeah. And shout out to Cardell, played against him in high school. That man was a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um but you know what? Listen, I ain't got listen, I'm actually an, an Ohio State fan as well. I don't have obviously ball state chirp chirp, but outside of ball state, I don't have like a a huge tie to any any team. So yeah. I wouldn't be shocked at all if Ohio State did win it all. And, man, I would love to see a national championship game with Bama and Ohio State with all that NFL talent on both sides. I mean, It'll that would be – an NFL game, essentially. Oh, man. It would be, it'd be like yeah. the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but let me ask you this. It's week one coming up, college football season. What game are you most excited about? Like, which game are you looking forward to? You got circled on your, on your schedule for this weekend. Man, I'm so bad I won't make the game, but um super excited just to see O State play Notre Dame, man. Uh, primarily because it's a top 10 matchup. They got Notre Dame ranked at five. Obviously, O State is ranked at number two. So mm. obviously it's a five matchup, really, and it's prime time. You know what I mean? It's a 730 game. 
you know, first game of the year, essentially, they'll be playing in the shoe. Notre Dame is ranked extremely high. Um, I'm not the biggest Notre Dame fan, so uh, Porsche listeners don't hate me. Uh, I'm usually Uh-oh. always, you know, going on the other side of the totem pole, uh, people who listening, but they are overly ranked. They are overly ranked. I think they um, at best should be, you know, within like 10 to 15, maybe maybe in the 20s, um, but not a top five team. Um, you got a quarterback who has never, you know, seen the light of day before, who was really going get, to get his first piece of action at 730 against Ohio State. You know what I mean? So we'll see how he responds. Um, the, only, the only reason why I'm kind of skeptical, because you never know to, what to expect on the first game of the year. The first game of the year, that's going to be a lot of jitters. There'll be a lot of nervousness. There'll be a lot of mistakes. So, you know, with that alone, it may be a decent game. But at the end of the day, man, C.J. Stroud and that offensive attack, bro, they just going to – it's just going to be a, a matter of can Notre Dame offense compete with Ohio State's offense because Ohio State is going to score the ball. Um, but I want to see if this this sophomore quarterback that's coming in uh, at Notre Dame is going to be able to put points on the board. But as of right now, I damn near, I'm damn near giving – giving old state 17 to 21 points on Notre Dame. Uh, I, think, I think they'll run through them. Uh, I think it'll be a good game in the first couple quarters, but they'll eventually pull away. Um, and I shout out to the head coach at Notre Dame. I know he had maybe 10 to 12 top all Americans uh, come over there more recently. So he's still in the process of building a program over there with it being his first official full year as a head coach. But um you guys are overrated though at Notre Dame, so I definitely got <laughs> State uh, winning the game at least by seventeen or twenty-one points. Wow, the blowout! First of all, I have to agree that I do think that's the obvious, clear like game of Week One. I mean, Notre Dame, Ohio State, top five matchup. Um, so many exciting matchups all, all over the field, and I'm glad you brought up head coach Marcus Freeman for yes. Notre Dame. First year head coach, he was previously uh, the defensive coordinator. For yeah, and yeah. linebackers coach at Notre Dame, and also I didn't know this. Quick little note: Ohio State is his alma mater. He yes, went to Ohio yes, State. Absolutely. He did play at Ohio State. So you know, naturally, you playing against, against your old squad. You know, what I mean, you know, this is a little bit of extra juice you gonna have inside of you. Now, I agree. I think Ohio State still gonna get the W, but blowout fashion. Uh, I think this is gonna be go down to the wire. I think it's gonna be like a field goal, game winning field goal. Run off the field type situation. Yeah, it's gonna could be a good one, bro. I'll tell you this, bro. If O State get into a pissing match with these guys and get down to the wire or kicking the field goal, you can kiss it a goodbye for O State then. Mm, okay. Because games like this, bro, if it's not Georgia, it's not O State, like I mean, if it's not Georgia or if it's not Alabama, like yeah. O State should literally be running past teams at this point if they want to get to the dance. You know, remember how Bama, Bama is like, they not seeing teams, bro. Like they running through teams until they get later into the season. You know what I'm saying? So right. um, I just want to see O-State kind of really put their foot on next this year until they get to that dance. Um, and I think they have the capability and the players to do that. So we'll see. Oh, man. No, I feel you, man. I mean, it's just tough. I mean, what you're saying is right. Like ultimately, if the goal is to win a national championship, you're going to be facing one of those powerhouses in the SEC. So, you know, Although we know Notre Dame is a great team, traditionally they're not at the level, you know, uh, of like a Bama. So it's like if those games are close as the Ohio State fan, you might feel like, uh, are we, are we really that great? But at the same time, as you mentioned, it's the first game of the season. So like teams typically get better as the season goes. Granted, right. they stay healthy. So like the first game is going to be some hiccups, some mistakes. And there's still, and don't, all right, let's make sure you, you say Notre Dame is overrated. I don't know if that's true or not. As you mentioned, like they had a decent amount of transfers ca- came over. They have a lot of four-star, five-star guys. So, like, they got some cats over there, too. A lot of NFL guys, too. So, we're going to see, man. I think Ohio State's going to win the game. But I think it's going to be close. But another game that I'm excited to see, the Bolo, is number 11, Oregon, versus number 3, Georgia. 12-30 game, Saturday. That's going to be an amazing matchup, man. I think Oregon was 10-4 and four last year. Um, they playing at 12, man. Yeah, I know the time is a little a little off, but man, it's gonna be a great game. Oregon, they beat Ohio State last year, right? And uh open open yeah, the season. They did. Yep, early in the season. Yes. Um, and snuck up there to to the shoe and, and took one away from them. Um uh, and it from there it kind of knocked O State out of contentions for a little bit. 
Um, and they tried to work their work way back, but then obviously the Michigan loss set them all the way back. So right, yeah. Right. Um, but or you know, Oregon's gonna come in like ready to prove themselves. Yeah, yeah. they're ready to prove themselves. And obviously Georgia, the reigning national champions, they got a a lot to to prove, and they're gonna want to be able to repeat, which is very tough to do because everybody's coming at your neck as the reigning champions. Every game you got to be at your best because everybody's trying to knock out the champion. Knock out oh. the champion, man. So yes. it's interesting to see the the, the offensive dynamic too, because obviously coming from you know more of the West Coast, there Oregon, they'll be in the spread, and you know, uh, I mean Georgia, they just kind of downhill attack, kind of running down your throat uh, there as well. So I'm I'm kind of interested to see how Oregon's defense will respond to kind of the downhill play from Georgia. Um, and then I'm interested to see how the defensive backs from Georgia is going to be able to play these guys because you know they're going to come out and spread. And throw the ball. Oregon's oh, gonna throw sure. the ball. So I'm, I'm interested to see how these DBs is gonna operate. So it's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting weekend, man. I think whoever put the games together, the way they put them put them together, it, it is definitely building up the the excitement. And I, I'm excited to see how these things pan out. Man, most definitely, man, most definitely. So we shall see, man. Very exciting football weekend. But we're gonna pivot from football and talk about another sport and another legend, actually. I don't know. One of the greatest athletes of all time, Serena Williams. She announced, I believe it was last week, um, that she was, you know, that this U.S. Open was going to be her last tournament in the, before she retired. So this is it. Um, and, you know, me, you know, myself, Bolo, you know, we're both young adults here. And pretty much our entire life, Serena Williams has been, been dominating, there. literally, our entire lives. So Amen. to hear that, that she's about to retire, just a lot, kind of a lot of emotions hit me. And um, I, I just want to ask you, man, what, what would you say is Serena Williams' impact on the world of sports? Not just tennis, her impact on sports. Man, I think I think it's a, a, an incredible impact, like you said, just uh, to anybody in general. Like here you have, you know, a black girl, you know, obviously with Venus, too. Yep. You know, they came in and, and took this game over by storm. You know, um, I think she didn't have like 73 singles that she's won, um, you know, so they're highly decorated in, you know, what they do in the community and, and how they serve and, and how they give back and, you know, how they want people that look like them to, to continue to, to succeed is, is just something that's just very admirable. Um, so like you said, like growing up, bro, like she's been doing it since they've, they've been, you know, knee high, like six years old and. You know, been doing it before a lot of people have been born. So, you know, when I think about tennis and I'm I'm not going to lie to you and say like, hey, I'm an avid tennis watcher and I love right. tennis. like I'm not a tennis fan, but I watch the game because of Serena Williams. Like she gives me the the will to go. Let me turn the TV on. Serena Williams is playing tennis like I'm a fan of her uh, just because she's extremely like she works extremely hard. Like she gives her all. She's passionate. Um, you know, it, it sounds like from, you know, other people that is around her, like she's a good person. You know, so, I mean, who wouldn't want to have somebody like that, you know, leading the way and, and obviously somebody who's a good person being successful. So I, it's definitely one of those things where it kind of makes you, it ages you a little bit and you're like, damn, like certain people like that, you just think are supposed to just do what they do forever. Right. So stepping away is just like, damn, like, wow. Yeah. So now it's um, Naomi Osaki's uh, turn to step up and, and make something happen. No, nah, for sure. I mean, there's a few young, you know, uh, uh, black women in the sport, you know, uh, Coco Golf, another really yeah. young one who, who's yeah. shining as well. So and I, and I I would have to say, man, and I'm sure they would uh, agree to this or probably have already that Serena Williams has had a huge impact and been a huge inspiration for them on on playing the sport. You know what I'm saying? You got, you know, Serena and also Venus as well, of course, um, two young black women from Compton grew up, you know. Pretty big family, uh, in, in a in a small home, didn't have much, but they had each other. They had a family, and they and they had belief, and they worked extremely hard. and And Serena has became, to me, the, the greatest tennis player of all time. And I I would argue, men men or women. And, I, and now when I say that, I'm not saying like if she played against the men, she would win. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying when you take how great she is within the women's tennis uh a sport i don't think there's there's a man a man that's as dominant or as as great on the man's side now that's up for debate uh, consistently man but uh, and that's up for debate uh, of course but nevertheless man serena has just been a huge inspiration to not only just young black women i mean even as a as a, a young man myself as a 
uh, athlete myself growing up playing football. You look up to people like that who, you know, have similar backgrounds or, or look like you. And to see someone be so dominant and, and um, um, tenacious and, and, and to like basically um, like she never let her circumstances dictate her success. She always oh. found a way to continue to grow, continue to be the best and continue to push herself. And it was, it's a mentality that she has. I feel like it's, it's kind of tough to, to, to tap into, but if you are able to tap into it, you can see how great you can be. So, I mean, shout out to Serena Williams. She is a legend. I don't know if legends even the, we need a, we need a word bigger than legend to describe what Serena Williams is. And I just wish her nothing but success on, on the, on the other side. Absolutely. And, and I know, uh, you know, obviously this is pre-recorded, but uh, yeah. Monday I seen her, uh, dominate the u.s open um in the first round and yep. i know uh wednesday uh you know she she'll be competing uh in the second round versus a, a very strong competitor so you know obviously if she takes the l um and she loses you know that'll that'll probably be the end um you know for serena serena williams in her career but um i definitely was excited to see that first round matchup and her win and just see all the other celebrities in the stand supporting her, man. I seen offset. I seen queen Latifah, Mike Tyson, uh, Spike Lee. Like it was just a lot of people in there just showing her love. And, you know, sometimes too, like we, we, we tend to give people their flowers when they, they away. So, you know, when she won that, won that match, you know, it was just Billy Jean was down there to obviously uh, greet her and, and talk about how much of an impact she had on the sport so they were just giving her flowers while she was alive, man. So I, I just really appreciate that and and glad, you know, we were able to, you know, see her and, and watch people celebrate her as she uh, wraps up a, a hell of a career. Yes. I second everything you just said, man. Shout out to Serena Williams. And, uh, hey, we'll see, man. Hopefully she's able to uh, – I won't even say shock the world, but hopefully she, she has one more – trick up her sleeve and, and and we'll we'll be talking again next podcast about how she won it all so we shall yeah, see yeah. we shall see but let's switch over to the nfl um very controversial top 100 list but i want to focus specifically on the top 10 list of nfl players um going into going into this 2022 2023 season obviously you know the top 100 players is actually voted by the player, so it is a very legit list. But I ain't gonna lie, Bolo. I I had some disagreements with the top ten guys. So uh, let me let me say this: number one is Tom Brady. Right. I think that's false, and I'll explain why I think he shouldn't be right there. Number two, Aaron Donald. Yep. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Number four, Cooper Cup. Number five, my guy. Jonathan Taylor. T. Come on now. Number six, TJ Watt. Number seven, Devontae Adams. Number eight, Patrick Mahomes. Number nine, Jalen Ramsey. And number 10, Travis Kelsey. Strong 10. Strong, Strong 10. group of guys. I just think the order needs to be shifted a little bit, Bolo. Okay. So I'll give you the floor and I will <laughs> ask you. Okay. Why don't you think Tom Brady deserves the number one spot? Man, listen, Tom Brady had a great season last year. Let me say that. He was in the conversation for MVP. He could have possibly won MVP, and, and a lot of people wouldn't have been upset about that. I wouldn't have been upset about that. He had the numbers to back it. But they go, they go into the playoffs. They lose. It was a pretty good game, yeah. but they, they took an L. Tom yeah. Brady, in his offseason, decides to retire. He wants to hang it up. A week later, I don't know. If it, I don't know if it, if it was even a week. The man says, "Never mind. I want to come back." Decides to come back, and now all of a sudden, we just assume he's the number one player in the league. He didn't win a Super Bowl last year. Didn't even make it to the Super Bowl last year. The man retired during the offseason, which means your head is kind of like one foot in, one foot out. Yeah, he comes back, which is great. But now you got him at number one. Now, listen, top five, cool, great. I, I would agree. Definitely top 10. I would say top five. But number one? And like, listen, and this ain't no Tom Brady hate. Like, we got love for Tom Brady. Tom Brady going to be working at Fox next uh, next year or whenever he decides to officially hang him up. So shout out to Tom Brady. But I'm just saying number one. I think my guy Aaron Donald yeah. 
should have been number one. He made the plays to officially close out the Super Bowl. Big time sacks, big time quarterback pressure to end the game, running on the field. Ring me, ring me. And I'm just tired of defense alignment, not getting the love and respect that we deserve. We are a very important position. There's nobody who's ever played the position like Aaron Donald has. He's dominant. I don't care if you triple team him, quadruple team him. He's still making plays. And to me, after winning the Super Bowl championship last year, he deserves to be number one. I'm tired of my guy getting number two, number three. Every single year, it's just something else. Give my man his flowers. He deserves number one. I'm hey. done, Bolo. Hey, I, I would say legitimately, like, for the first time, like, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, just on the cases where I just think those two just need to flip, uh, where Aaron Donald needs to be number one and Tom Brady needs to be number two for that simple reason that he won a championship. And he had a very, very big role in that defense and, and getting them to that point. Um, the guy literally is the foundation of that defense. You know what I mean? QB rushes, QB sacks, tackle for losses, changing the line of scrimmage. Like, he does it all. Um, and I think that truly affects how linebackers play and how the, the defensive backs play, too, based upon how the D-line plays. And uh, he did a great job. Uh, and – for him to win the championship, finally, for him to get a championship, he had two defensive player of the years. Like, it was just something that it needed to just be added to, you know, his his arsenal, like something that he just needed in his bag. And he got it, and he should have just been number one just off the rip of him taking his team to the championship. Now, I am not mad, though, that Tom Brady is number one just because this guy is 44, 45 years old, still competing at a high level. That's now, amazing. if anybody amazing. remembers the Bucks game, Tom Brady had a horrible first quarter, but this guy was persistent and resilient and brung them back all the way to the end of the game. And they were a play away from actually going to the dance. If Welder would not step up and let Cooper Cup run up the, the seam and throw the ball over his head, I truly believe that Tom Brady would have took the next drive and really scored because the momentum of that game, if you remember, in the second half, I the remember. momentum flipped. So now the Rams were just kind of at a point where they were like, okay, we're just battling to make sure that Tom Brady doesn't get in the end zone again. And I truly believe if the defensive backs would have done their job and gave Tom Brady the ball back, it'll be a whole different conversation. For that point alone of them getting there, and I, they didn't get there. So if that's if what, was a fifth, we all be drunk. I got a lot exactly. of scenarios. That's why I'm okay with that. I'm okay with him being switched with, with, with Aaron Donald. But at the same time, like you said, when they vote on the top 100, it is voted by peers. You know yeah. what I mean? So these guys are voting for Tom Brady because they know this guy is still playing at a high level and he is dissecting teams left and right. And and this is what he does, man. And, and, I, and I'm not going to lie and say it, it might have been like a political thing where it's Tom Brady. You know what I mean? And he's doing his thing. So people are just going to vote for him off the rip. Does age play a factor in it? I think the age may play a factor in it as well. You know, so there's a lot of other different, you know, um, you know, miscellaneous items that I think can go into Tom's Brady uh, in his bag to help him get, you know, obviously into the top five greatest players. Going to the season. Yeah. Yeah. The season. So, um, you know, he's a he's a seven time. Come on, y'all. Well, see, see, stop right there. Stop right there. That's saying, the problem. Man. Subconsciously, we always want to look at his it, entire it career. No, no, We're talking about are, this but season. He's still, but he's still competing, though, at the highest level. Top five is cool. He number just one. got to the NFC Championship, bro, and was a, literally a play away from getting there. He didn't get there. I understand if, if, if it was a fifth. I get that. But the fact that he was he came back and could have beat the Rams in that, in that fucking game, that was no fault to him because the defense failed him at that point. Come on, man. You got it. You still got to respect no him. Fault man, man. No fault to him. No fault to him. But when they win, though, it's all because of Tom Brady. You know why it is a fault to him? Because they had a bad first quarter. Without the they bad first did. quarter, they, they wouldn't have been in, in that hole anyway. He wasn't in the hole. Hey, they was in the hole, and what happened? He got him out of the hole. And they, they that, not stop. enough. They were still in there a little bit. They needed one stop. They needed one stop. They was going to draw the ball. They was gonna drive the ball. So, but if he had a good first quarter, they wouldn't even needed that one stop ball. We can't forget about we we we, we love the, the comeback yeah, story and the persistence. The whole game, though, I'm looking at the whole thing. I hear you. I hear. You. But listen, if that's the case, then why is Josh Allen should be ranked ahead of Patrick Mahomes? Then you know why? Because the same type of situation. 
Josh Allen had the game of his that life. Thirteen fair. seconds fair. left, though. Mahomes jump. Well, if 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 Josh Allen, nah, hey. it didn't happen. It didn't it, happen. But I'm but I'm on the same page with you though. If if they stop if they stop Tyreek Hill, you know what I'm saying, or they stop Travis Kelsey, then they got a chance get a ball to back to Josh Allen and let him do his thing. Now, if he loses that drive, if Tom Brady was driving and they lost the game, then I'm like, okay, that's on Tom. If Josh Allen had the ball and he was driving, they lost the game, then that's on Josh. But now I'm putting it on defense. That's why defense is the hardest position, the hardest side of the ball to play because it's always on, always on your back. So I'm blaming I'm blaming the Bills defense and I'm blaming the Rams defense for both of those losses. Or, or, or you mean the the, Buc, the Bucks defense? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the Bucks defense and and also the Bills defense on both those losses. And I that's just you, how man. defense he is. I'm a defensive guy. And just I am like, too. Shit is always gonna fall on the defensive end, especially if you're moving the ball a little bit. Don't score a couple points now on offense. If you score a couple points on offense, everything else is gonna fall on defense. I feel you, man. But listen, another reason why Aaron Donald should be number one is because they literally the the team that the Bucks lost against was Aaron Donald's team. So it's like, dang, we went face to face. We went head up, and my squad won for whatever reason. We we know it's a team game. We know it's not literally Tom Brady versus Aaron Donald. Of course, there's a, so many factors that go into it. But that goes into the storyline, though. Like my team knocked out your team, and then my team went on to win a Super Bowl, in which I played a major role in why we won that. And I and I want to also correct one little thing I noticed earlier when you were t- your first take, your first lap. You said my guy Aaron Donald was a two-time Defensive Player of the Year winner. He's actually a three-time. Sorry. He's a three-time three Defensive Player of the Year, making him one of three players in NFL history to history. win it three times. Shout out to three LT and, and, and shout out to J.J. Watt. So I'm just saying, this guy Aaron Donald, I just feel like he's a former D-lineman. And sure, call me biased. I don't care. I'm biased. Defensive lineman and specifically defensive tackle, interior defensive lineman, don't get the love that we deserve. The the most ca- the casual fans who watch the sport don't understand how important the defensive line position is. I would argue that outside of quarterback, in today's game, the next most important position on the football field is having a great pass rusher. That's because good. you're the guy who's stopping the quarterback. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Having a pass rusher, having somebody to set the line of scrimmage, having somebody to rush the quarterback and add pressure in a passing league, uh, it, it definitely adds value and helps out the rest of the back seven or eight. Um, so I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that I don't agree with you. But like I said, the top hunter is voted by the peers and the, peers are the commissioner ain't vote for him. The fans ain't vote for him. The people that's playing against him every Sunday voted for him. So disrespect. Hey, disrespect, Bolo. Hey, hey, and and I also will say too, even though D line don't be getting that credit, I think as of recently though, like there has been a lot of D linemen in the conversations of being like defensive player of the year or being TJ Watt. You know what I mean? Guys like you know um, his brother JJ uh, J. Watt. Well, he won three of them. JJ Watt's a Hall of Famer. He's won three yeah, himself. That's, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the conversation of of the D linemen, they they it's starting to continue to spark though. It's but bro, we have to play out of our mind. Yeah, to get yeah, in the no, conversation. Get it's like, I damn. That. I get that. But y'all, y'all are in the conversation though. Like y'all, like especially like the 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 edge rusher now is kind of like that position. Like people right. look at that position like, wow, like that is like you gotta be that person to pe- play that position. So for the D-line to have that special position, you know, and, and it takes a special person to play that position. I mean, it says a lot of like how this that whole front, that front interior is starting to evolve. You know what I'm saying? So I think y'all are still getting there. Y'all not where y'all want to be as far as like where the skill guys are, but y'all damn near close though. I'll be pretty honest with you, bro. Like the way some of these guys are looking nowadays as far as their body types and the way they getting off the ball and, and being able to run with guys, man. I mean, in the next couple of years, bro, I, I definitely would, would definitely see these guys being in the conversations with with the skill guys too, you know what I'm saying? I feel. I think the time has to be now, though. That's all I'm saying, man. And listen, I, I know I'm being a little extra. Like Darnell, he's number two. I understand, but part of my frustration is you look at 2021, the top 100 players. He was number two behind Patrick Mahomes. You look at uh, uh 20 2020. He was number three behind Russell Wilson and then Lamar Jackson. Which I'm not mad because Lamar was the unanimous MVP. I'm not mad the year, but my my point is. What more do you want from me? What more does Aaron Donald have to do? The oh, man got 12 and a half sacks last year from the interior. Th- from Beautiful. the in- like from the in- 
I don't think people understand, Bolo. Like, I played defensive tackle. And I, w- I was a decent player. When you're the guy and you're in the interior, you're getting double team, triple team by both guards, the center, the tackle might crack down on you. And to still get 12 and a half sacks when you're when they know you're the guy, when they whole entire game plan the whole week is to stop Aaron Donald in the interior. When there's limited space and you got 12 and a half, year before they got 13 and a half. This man has been an all pro pro bowler every single season, I think outside of his very first year. Like, hey. I, I just don't know. Like, what, if you're not number one last year or this season, then he'll never be number one. And that's my only problem with it. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm with you when you're right, bro. I understand, bro. He, he's, the, he's the best. He's the best football player, bro, to to play that position. That's just in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, one or two, like he gonna compete. And I'm glad the Rams paid the man and, and got him to stick around because like, he gonna continue to do what he do. Now. I will say this though. Uh-uh. I love Aaron Donald. That's uh-uh. my boy. Uh-oh. Tell him to chill with grabbing <laughs> the helmets off uh of, of the heads of the Cincinnati Bengals, bro. And he's swinging, bro. He's swinging for the fence, bro. He could have committed murder, bro, the way he was swinging them helmets. To, to defend my guy, though, all we saw was a 10-second clip. Me and you and both know we're both players. Fast. Okay. But we both are former players, and we both been in a situation where players are fighting. Yeah, Shoot, yeah, we we yeah, probably yeah, been in yeah, fight. Yeah. It's a, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not uh, validating or saying he should have did. You're right. He shouldn't have took helmets off and swung them, regardless. But we don't know what was done to him or said to him prior to that point. That's all I'm gonna say. So let's yeah. let, let's come on. We know how to an old lineman, bro. I'm gonna tell you firsthand. Old lineman, some dirty. They be talking crazy on that field and they do some dirty stuff. And listen, they got the Bengals versus the Rams. You got the Super Bowl rematch. Yeah, they shouldn't even have these two teams practicing against each other. It's hostility. So, but hold on, Bo. I got some breaking news real quick. We talked about Serena Williams a little bit earlier today. We know this is pre-recorded. She actually upset the number two overall seed. Whoa. Just one uh, 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 in, in this next round. She is advancing. So, hey, I don't know. Hey. Serena Williams, man, shout out to the queen. Hey, we got more tennis to play. We got more tennis to watch. I'm watching it. Ah, ah, it's so crazy. And then, like, I, I really watched the, the game on Monday when she played in the first round. And I'm just listening to the commentators, bro. It's really like terminology that come behind tennis, too. Like, yeah. back, backhand and the speed of the ball and the counters and stuff. Like, it's really like, like it's you some serious business. Up. You really got to get coached up. Like, for real. Like, but shout out to Serena Williams, though, man. Like you said, she's from Compton, bro. Like, ain't hey, ain't nothing that you that you want to do impossible. Like, you can do anything you want to do in this world. And she is a complete, like, thought of that. Like, when you think about doing anything, think about Serena Williams. And, and look at her. She's still going. Bro, she might go out like Ray Lewis did, man, and, and go out with a W, hey, bro. Fairy tale. She tale. was, I, I've been keeping up with this during the podcast, looking on the Twitter, keeping, being, you know, looking at all the updates. She was down, bro. Came back. Damn, came back. And beat the number two seed, and from what I'm hearing, the number one overall seed has already been eliminated. She yeah, didn't the number two seed for the win. The next match may not be as bad as the match that she just had now. So we may, hey, we may see some. I might throw a Serena Williams. I'm gonna have to watch. Party. Have to watch the next match. I got to figure out what, what time the next match come on. Uh, cause she she going to uh the third round, right? I might give me a yacht, bro, Newport Beach. And throw a throw a Serena Williams for you. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know my Newport Beach, bro. You ain't you ain't you scared to come out to L.A. You don't know my Newport Beach. Yeah, no man. Here you go. I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna make that trip though. Don't worry about it. L.A. He's scared to come out here. But hey, y'all, let's wrap up the show, man. Final segment. We always like to end on something fun, and this is a random topic, bro. This was in my group chat earlier today. I thought it was a fun topic. My guy Stefan asked the chat this. He said, "Guys, if you had five minutes to spend five thousand dollars, what would you do?" And I thought it was a very interesting question, and it was a tough question because I'm like, huh, it depends which Darnell you're talking to. You're talking to the mature version. I'll probably put that 5000 into my index fund. You know, I'm thinking about long-term investment. I'm trying to think about, you know, compound interest and let my money grow and yada, yada, yada. If you're talking about the uh, immature, just having fun, Darnell, come on, baby. We going to Hawaii. Come on, baby. We going to Italy. Come on, baby. We going on a trip. We going somewhere with the five thousand dollars. Period. 
we going on a trip. We we taking it. We 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 flying out. We flying out. We quick with it too. And you know me, I'm. <laughs> it's only five minutes, so you gotta book it quick, Bolo. It's five minutes. You gotta book it quick, like immediately. Hey, look, book it quick. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go ahead and find the nearest club that be popping right, and go ahead and give me a section. Ooh, bottles. Hey, we popping bottles in there real quick. That's the that's the old that's the old Bolo, new Bolo shit. You know, I'm all investing. I'm all in my investment and shit. So if I get five grand, I might go ahead and give me three or four vending machines and, and go ahead and flip those. And make a little bit of bread, bro. Get some of that residual income going. So that's how we coming right now, y'all. All right, so it's all, all about residual income investing. You know what I'm saying? Making sure that your kids and your kids' kids got bread. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. We can't be out here. You know what I mean? Leaving our kids for none. You know what I'm saying? They gonna have everything that they want. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole other conversation, though. Now bro. you preaching? Five grand, five minutes. Oh, bolo. Hey, it's mine. I spend it. It's mine. I spend it like two chains day. But hey, bolo. Now though. I'm going to go ahead and put it in my kids' uh, my little little Ugma account. You know what I'm saying? Get them going. Get them, put them, throw it in their little college fund or go ahead and put it in, in the sun where I know I can get it back. My me? boy was spitting that thing, bro. It's funny you said vending machines, Bolo. I've been Googling and researching, watching YouTube video. I just started a Google Doc, wrote down each step of how to get a vending machine business started. I've been thinking about doing it for my side hustle. So it's crazy how you just said that. It's crazy how God works. This yeah. is the Porsche, man. We out here grind. My boy said, listen, he said, back in the days, I would have grabbed the money like this. He, he, he. he. Do it like magic. <laughs> he said, now, mature bolo, I'm putting it, I'm putting it in, in the Yadig account for the in kids the and the kids, 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 kids. Boom, boom, boom. And let it woody, ooh, and ooh, ooh. And my kids going to be like, ooh. Hey. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Hey, love y'all, man. We appreciate the love and support, man. Please like, share, subscribe, follow us. The Porch Podcast underscore on Instagram. We also on TikTok. We also on YouTube. So go ahead and show love. It don't cost a dollar to show love, all right? So tell a friend and tell a friend that this is The Porch Podcast. And every time we end the show, just know, the best you is the best you get your ticket from indianapolis and we out gosh peace started on the porch that was where it all began had to put it work every day we got it in we chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it we make it look easy we achieving everything we need now we undefeated presented by bet online Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.